This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. First brought you at the beginning of this show, a blue alert was issued in the past hour in Herman, Missouri. All right, here's what the blue alert is for. We're going to get into that, but first we want to let you know we'll set up the story. Um, and I'll preface it with this. A law enforcement a police officer with the Herman Police Department shot last night. He is dead this morning. Another officer apparently in very serious condition. Last night shooting apparently Casey's General Store is about quarter after nine. This is Casey's General Store across from the city park. Now we're getting uh, uh, various reports. Uh, news agencies out of St. Louis are saying that currently there is a standoff happening uh, at a home near where the shooting apparently took place. Yes, so the suspect originally fled from Casey's, uh, which were, was where the shooting was. They, they they said he fled on foot, um, and yeah, it's being reported, and there are some photos from the, there's a residential home somewhere there in Herman that uh, there's been a standoff, I guess, since the murder, The well, now we'll call it the murders happened, a murder happened last night at, what, about midnight? And uh, one of the TV stations from St. Louis, they were there. As a matter of fact, they were right in front of the house where the standoff is happening. Uh, but an officer is dead this morning. Uh, breaks our hearts collectively here on the show. This is from the Missouri State Highway Patrol. Both injured Herman officers transported to area hospitals. We are said to announce the passing of Detective Sergeant Mason Griffith, who succumbs to his injuries. The second officer is in serious but stable uh, stable condition. Uh, it's just awful. I mean, uh, uh, the Holt Summit Police Department just put out a, a Facebook page as well, and uh, we're going to start seeing a lot more comments and, and just reflections from officers just reflecting on Mason uh, Griffith um, and, the, and the job he has done. The second officer, as you mentioned, is serious but stable uh, at a local hospital right now. His name has not been uh, released, and uh, Kennedy Miller from our news partner, ABC 17, again reporting a strong, very heavy police presence uh, in Herman right now. Uh, Brandon, is there are three police cars leading up to the Casey's, three patrol vehicles, and three sheriff's vehicles as well. We do have a photo of uh, of Mr. Griffith on our website, 93.9theeagle.com. And we're finding out more information this morning, too, about Kenneth Lee Simpson, uh, the suspect. Uh, Will Scharf, who is a candidate for attorney general, put out a a Twitter thread um, and, and just saying, why wasn't this guy locked up um, already? He said Simpson was charged with three gun charges and a felony drug charge after an arrest in 2017. It was originally supposed to go to trial in 2018. He was allowed to remain out on bond in 2022. In September, he was supposed to show up for trial, missed his arrest or missed his uh, trial date. Uh, and then he, he details some charges even further back that in 20 or in 2004, he was convicted of a number of tampering first felony charges in 20, 2006, convicted for felony property damage involving a firearm. And the list goes on and on. You can get on Twitter and, and check that out. But uh, Will Sharp's point just being that, you know, we focus a lot on the bigger cities. This this isn't really a bigger city issue, but we've got to be mindful of our bail and crime and um, and reform efforts and all of that and, and questioning you know, this guy should have never been out. Yeah, and we'll we'll certainly keep a keep an eye on that. Uh, the the case itself that he's referring to are outside of our listening area, but this uh, it's a huge case, and that's what you just reported there is is troubling. Um, and we have seen, unfortunately, we have seen some situations like that before, unfortunately, with with bonds and stuff. But uh, right now, they're focused on trying to capture him, and uh, and and we will see what happens, and hopefully, the other officer will will be okay. But a huge police presence in Herman breaks our hearts this morning. You know how. 
how much um, we're passionate about people, about first responders. As a matter of fact, just last month, we were at a big first responder service uh, ball supporting people in law enforcement. We got to see the Centralia Police uh, Chief over the weekend. He joined us at the Como Man Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chief uh, Harlan Hatton. Yeah, so you get all these people in law enforcement. We think about uh, Chief Wilde in Jefferson City and Jeff Jones, Sheriff Dwayne Carey, and all these folks, Sheriff Wheeler and all these folks. And we talk about how much we have appreciation and respect for them. I support my uh, black uh, back the blue uh, bracelet all the time. We've got a sister in law enforcement. I'm very passionate about it, and it breaks my heart when we see things like this uh, happen. You know, we come to work and have a bad day. Uh, you know, I can't talk to save my life, or I get. So, I mentioned I talk about the Kansas City soccer team being in the state of Missouri instead of the state of Kansas. That's what happens when I have a bad day. And these first responders, the things they go through, man, you have our respect. This morning, how you feeling about banking right now? We did get a text earlier. We were talking about the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank, and it happened with a quickness. And a lot of folks said, "Why did this happen so quick?" Well, it it didn't really happen that quickly. It's just now being kind of brought to light. Uh, but uh, apparently, with all the COVID money and other money, that you know, uh, the Silicon Valley had all this it was flush with cash. Uh, the bank ended up buying a lot of mortgage-backed securities when interest rates were really low. Uh, thanks to the Biden administration, interest rates are no longer uh, very low. And last Wednesday, and so, so you know, those in the know in the banking world kind of said, "Ooh, this is not good." But I, I don't think they realized how bad it really was going to get. And so last Wednesday, they sold off some of these uh, securities at a loss, and it was it came to light uh, that spooked folks with their money in the bank. And on Fridays, people started withdrawing like crazy. Part of it, I think, is exacerbated by the fact that, you know, in an old school bank run, you had to run, you know, you had to go to the bank, meet with your banker, you know, fill out all this paperwork, get your money out. And now, you know, I can transfer my money. You know, these sums are larger and I'm sure there's, but, you know, electronic banking, mobile banking uh, allowed for the quickness, I think, on Friday we saw. And still there's some nervousness with when banks open this morning what's going to happen because i mean one of the concerns you know so i don't have money at svb but and you know it this doesn't really affect me but for a lot of folks with their business accounts they might be over that two hundred and fifty thousand dollar cap at which the fdic insures and so you saw what happened at svb there would then became a concern at regional banks that anybody who had you know in excess of the two hundred and fifty thousand might go out and pull that and kind of try to either pull it or diversify it um to make sure that your money's covered uh and so there's still concerns when banks open this morning a little bit about what happens now the feds have already stepped in to to save a second bank yeah. um which well, was seized yesterday and we got a text earlier somebody eight seven four ninety three ninety. you can always reach out in texas said quit fear-mongering about banks and we weren't Fear-mongering. I'll go back to facts is, is not uh, fear-mongering. But here's why I'm not worried about this. I don't have $250,000 in the bank. I'm not worried about anything above and beyond two hundred and fifty grand not being covered. Uh, but here's what does. There are two things that I do pay attention to. And I think that we'd all want to pay attention to this. Number one, Fed's explaining um, at the moment. And no experts don't expect there to be any more issues. This was yesterday morning. And then guess what happened later in the day? Yeah, there were more issues, for we sure. Learned, we learned another bank failed. So that's the the concern. And the other thing uh, that people have been bringing up, Home Depot co-founder Bernie Marcus, talking about the SVB Bank. I think that the system, I think that the administration 
has pushed many of these banks into more concern about global warming than they do about shareholder return. Uh, and he's not the only one saying that. There's a lot of people when it comes to finances, they know what they're talking about, saying, yeah, you were all about this ESG, environmental science, governance, all that stuff, and all this green and all this woke stuff, and it just doesn't work. And you get people like Gary Nolan, who hosts the Gary Nolan Show weekday mornings at 9 o'clock, been talking about this for a long time, saying, listen, those kind of investments, not doing well. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And that's the part that we pay attention to. And I think people have a lot of questions. I mean, first of all, a lot of, uh, you know, we're starting to learn who had all of these, uh, who had all their money at SVB. And that, I think that matters. I think some of the bigger names, Roku, Roblox, a lot of these Silicon Valley big companies. Um, but other f folks are starting to ask questions. How can we bail out uh, these banks without congressional approval? How can we just wave the magic wand yesterday? And there's this thing that I keep seeing reference, systemic risk exception, that in certain circumstances, maybe emergent, we've heard the word emergency a lot lately too, that allows them to do this, uh, or they that's what they're claiming. Uh, but I think there are going to be a lot of legal questions about how you can just bail these folks out. And then the other question is, who ultimately pays? You know, am I going to be on the hook for these big Silicon Valley bank bailouts? And, and they're saying right now, they're saying no. They're saying it's going to go on bank fees and it's going to go on shareholders. But you know what? Ultimately, doesn't that trickle down to the consumer? Yeah. And the other thing, look at how many times this administration has lied to us, John. That's why anytime they say anything, again, it goes back to their reputation of the Biden administration precedes them. They've lied about this. They've lied about that. They lie on a regular basis. So when they come out and say, hey, don't worry, your taxpayer dollars, you got nothing to worry about. That scares me because they have a history of lying. By the way, one study by professors at the London School of Economics in Columbia University finds that ESG funds appear to underperform financially relative to other funds within the same asset manager and year and to charge higher fees. Our findings suggest that socially responsible funds do not appear to follow through on proclamations of concerns for stakeholders. Eight, seven. Well, yeah, and I think another really interesting thing on this ESG is this could provide some differentiation in the presidential race. Vivek Ramaswamy, who has declared, has been all over the news, all over Twitter, in the journal saying we should not do this bailout. I haven't seen any other candidates come out um, that strongly, but I think this issue might give us some insight as to how that race is going to shake out. 874 John is in Columbia this morning. What's on your minds, John? Well, I was just going to add to what Stephanie was saying. Uh, the Silicon Valley Bank, the average account had... Uh, $2.3 million in it, 97.8 or 97.7% of their uh, of their depositors had $2.3 million in their account, which means $250,000, that's a big hit. But the re these, bond, these, uh, these bonds that they had to sell, these treasury bonds that they had to sell, was, weren't due for three to six years, but when people started wanting their money in order to get the cash, they had to sell them. They tried to get a, a, a person to buy the bank, to buy some stock, and they couldn't do it. So they over-invested. The banks only have to keep about 10% of the money that you deposit, and they can loan out for you to get back, and they can loan out the rest. U.S. Bank is next, and today you're going to hear about another large bank, which is the first Republic Bank because they had a bank run Saturday and they the FDA F, 
FDIC came in and they shut down that bank system Sunday. So it's gonna get it's gonna get hotter and hotter. Well, that's the thing that worries me, John, is when you have the administration saying Sunday morning uh, could have what happened to SVB happened to other banks, and they say at the moment no, and then later in the day we have another failed bank. That's what concerns me, John. We appreciate you being a part of Wake Up Mid Missouri this morning on ninety three nine Eagle and one zero four five News Radio nine fifty KWOS. Inconsistent with what John's saying, the journal is reporting this morning that First Republic Bank stock has dropped over seventy percent in pre market reports. I, I think it all goes back to uh, why. Uh, the majority of Americans, latest poll numbers we looked at this morning for what poll numbers are worth. Latest numbers this morning, direction of the country. This from a Reuters Ipsos polling. Uh, more than 50% of Americans, excuse me, 65% of Americans say we are on the wrong track. That's an overwhelming number of Americans to me. That says uh, we just, we ain't in good headspace right now. We yeah. really aren't. And I think we're, we're going to be in worse headspace. And we just got a text from a listener who said, look, you know, my husband didn't get his paycheck because of these bank issues. And I think that's what people don't realize. These are huge companies, but they employ hundreds, if not thousands of people. And guess what? That liquidity that they had in the bank, that's where when you get that auto draw, it's coming from that account. So if that account either is seized or no longer exists or they had to move it to a different bank, guess what? That auto thing doesn't work this morning and so it does affect it's gonna i mean it ripples far beyond silicon valley and, and it's it it makes me feel uneasy and i hope you'll share this with your democrat friends say hey you know why this is happening right they're gonna say well it's because of this and fear of stock prices and the high tech okay but you know why they're fearful uh they have been since january the 20th of 2021 coming up we're gonna do what's hot with hannah it's a good one this morning what do you have for us hannah well, you know, it got warm for like a week. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 727. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. Last year, around this time, the big ice cream industry, right? You know, we have big pharma, so big ice cream. <laughs> big dairy. They started rolling out a bunch of weird, like, ice cream flavors. A couple of the ones that immediately come to mind were uh, Kraft Mac and Cheese, flavored ice cream it was like fluorescent orange right it was the color of the cheese packet and the craft mac and cheese um there was like a hot dog flavored popsicle that came out i think that oscar meyer might have released i remember you talking about this well now the first of the season the first weird ice cream rollout for 2023 is hidden valley ranch Oh, no. Which I know Stephanie <laughs> yes, is going to yeah. be. <laughs> Do you put Hidden Valley Ranch, like, syrup on the top of it? Just like... Oh, <laughs> uh. uh, yeah. So Hidden Valley Ranch, it's sold exclusively at Walmart, if you want to go give it a try. It's almost $5 for a little pint of it. And I just... Why? That's what I want to know. Why? Instead of sprinkles, do you, like, put vegetables on the top? Because that's the only purpose uh, of ranch, right, is to, like, dip it in. Bacon bits. Yeah, chicken chicken wings or, like, veggies. Should Ugh. we taste test this on the show? No. Nope. No, thank okay. you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. Just a thought. You go right. I think Steph and I would be all about you taste testing it on the show. John, would you taste test it with me? Sure. Awesome. See, I knew John would have my back. Uh, well, ranch dressing, the comedian Jim Gaffigan would talk about, like, uh, uh, waffles and pancakes. The only purpose we have, the only reason we have waffles and pancakes is to be a vehicle to get the syrup into our, that's all they're there for. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the same. Ranch dressing, 
People like the ranch dressing. Vegetables, just a vehicle to get the ranch into your to your mouth. I guess recently there's also been a chicken and waffles flavored ice cream. There you go. That's been announced. Um, and a Ted Lasso biscuit flavored ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. Nope. It's like, I think we've run out of ideas. I'm an old lady. Give me butter pecan and I'm so happy. Or carrot cake flavored ice cream. That'd be like oh, the holy yes. grail, right? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. United States of America without documents and that is his only offense. Should that person be deported? No. Depending if they committed a major crime, they should be deported. And the president was left in his... President Obama, I think, did a heck of a job. To compare him to what, what this guy's doing is absolutely iconic. Remember that a couple of years ago? Biden, Democratic presidential debate. No, I'm against deporting families. I'm against detaining them. Guess what he appears to be in favor of now? Yeah, he's in support of Trump's border yeah. policies. So, and there are a couple of things, especially as it relates to illegal immigration, which affects all of us, even here in the heartland of Missouri and even in the heartland of Missouri. Here in mid-Missouri, illegal immigration affects us. And you can look at the, the amount of dollars that are spent for health care, cleanup, everything that goes with it. It is a real issue. It's not that... Re and here's the thing from progressives and Democrats and liberals. They think that Republicans and conservatives... Oh, they're just mean, heartless people. No, we're just intelligent. Listen, there's a time, I think, to think with your with your heart and other parts of your body. But times like this, this is not it. This is where you got to think with your head. And that's the pro I think that's the biggest overall problem with progressives. It's all about rainbows and unicorns and your heart. You know, you got to, uh, you got to, you know, it, it's like raising a child with these progressives sometimes. You got to show them tough love. You got to be, you know, you got to be uh, fair uh, and honest and you got to use your head sometimes because you go with your heart and we can look at what's happening people went with their heart in chicago and they elected Lori lightfoot the mayor of chicago she's black she's lesbian yeah she should be mayor because they were thinking with their heart and guess what happened crime and everything else that goes badly with progressive policies uh she's not going to be mayor anymore we look at now some schools are getting rid of uh diversity equity and inclusion language because they're saying this is not realistic this these are just kind of feel-good rainbows and unicorn pipe dreams they don't mean anything it's political we're just not doing it. we are going to practice what it is we're, we're going to be loving to all people but my goodness, we're not doing this. And we can look right here in Missouri. Kim Gardner, look what's happening there. Uh, people fought with their hearts. Oh, she's black. She's this. She would be the first one. <laughs> she would be the first this. Yes, I'm voting for her. And then you have these people, very likely people that went and voted for her, but have people that have been severely injured because she's not been tough enough on prosecution. By the way, the other thing that's come out, as our attorney general continues the case against Kim Gardner, they need her out of office. And it's not just because of the 17-year-old girl that lost both of her legs because some dude wasn't in jail. Uh, it, it's been a whole litany of problems. And over the weekend, there was a former homicide detective from the St. Louis Police Department on Fox News saying, oh, by the way, and this is something we've heard about over the years, they have a list that she would ban certain cops from being able, she wouldn't take cases from certain cops. Uh, basically because she didn't like them. It's just a mess. So that's that woke stuff. It doesn't work. And the bank, the bank, you have several people in finance. You have several people in politics that are saying, listen, this bank, the Silicon Valley bank, man, uh, a lot of it had to do 
with the fact that they were they were investing based on woke policies. And it just it does not work. Simply doesn't work. Welcome into the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Mr. John Marsh is here. Good morning. What was your favorite part about the man show? Oh, getting to see all the listeners at uh, putting putting faces to voices. That was fun. A lot of folks came up and said, hey, we listen to you guys every day. And <coughs> it was fun. All right, producer Hannah, what about you? What was the highlight of the man show for you? Yeah, just getting to meet and shake hands of all the Wake Up family members that we saw. Um, we met six-year-old Gage who apparently is a huge fan of the show. I hope he's listening right now. And he was adorable. So it was extra fun to meet Gage. I really liked meeting Gage. But yeah, just meeting lots of folks who we text with, who we Facebook with, who we uh, who call in, um, and putting a face to their name was really fun. Uh, tonight, uh, I'll be at Callaway County Lincoln Days. Yes. You'll be there? Uh, maybe. maybe. At the Turkey, right? Turkey yeah. Creek. Turkey it's Creek, yeah. Turkey Creek, so I'll be there tonight. And if you get a chance, and, and I, I, I'm assuming, and I might be wrong, but I'm assuming I'm speaking for everybody on the show here. We, we, we really do get a kick out of meeting you, whether it's in a public setting like that or a more intimate situation like at a restaurant or something. We do always appreciate, don't feel like you're bothering us as long as you don't bother us. Uh, but and, and y'all are better at golf than I, than I thought y'all were. We were playing a little golf game and some of you... We had some scratch golfers, didn't we? Well, and some people didn't even put down their beverage. They were just one-handed. They, they had it, you know, anything for a free t-shirt. So that, that was really fun. Uh, welcome into the show. Something we could do for you. 874-9390. 874-9390. Coming up a little bit after 8 o'clock, we might get into, this is always kind of interesting, the most searched candy or whatever by state. The most searched fears for Missourians, like phobias. What is the fear that more Missourians Googled last year than any? I don't know. It's just something off the beaten path. We'll do that a little bit after 8 o'clock here on the uh, on the show. Oscars last night. The big winner was the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. One, one for Best Picture, Best Lead Actress, um, Best Director. So it was the big winner last you, night. You had your annual Oscars party where you invited all your friends and you got dressed up and everyone... <laughs> guest and you tuned in you were very excited right that was almost believable until you said that he got dressed up <laughs> yeah and uh, one of his friends came up and slapped him because he was the host <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the oscars last night michelle yo she won for best actress now check out her speech here this is proof that dreams dream big and dreams do come true and ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. So, she said, don't let anybody ever tell you you're past your prime. And I'm like, that's, oh, yeah, I remember. I'm not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s. And what an arrogant ass. 30s and women. Maybe 40s. What are you that's talking about? Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you, look, if you Google, when is a woman in her prime, it'll say... <laughs> He is never going to live that down, and I think that is hilarious. Is he married? Uh, well, not anymore. I, he's well, and he's he's gay. He likes the dudes anyway. So oh, I don't okay. know if, what the answer. So I did. I took Don Lemon's advice from CNN. I love the fact that she had an actress in Uber uh, Uber liberal Hollywood going after an Uber liberal talk show host for what he said. So I looked up when is a woman in her prime? Oh no! Uh, in this, according to the website. PrimeWomen.com. Oh, no. 
Uh, a woman is in her prime after the age of 50. And I believe that. I've always believed that. That's why I've always <laughs> dated what I do date. I've typically dated women that are significantly older than me because women after the age of... Women are like wine. They get better with age. But it's hardly a scientific fact, right? Like, it, you could look at 12 different Google links and you're going to get a different answer yep. on each one of them. Uh, another one from the healthy journey, a woman's prime is between the ages of 28 and 45. They're busy raising kids and they're capable of doing what they want. <laughs> Uh, the Healthy Journal also goes on to say a woman's uh, prime for her reproductive years are in her 20s. So I don't know. Is that what Don Lemon was referring to? Those comments he made last month after Nikki Haley announced she was running for president. What is she like, 50, 51? 51. 51. And he was like, well, she's past her. He's past her prime. And, of course, he got uh, he got flack from the female anchors on his show. Well, and it completely ignores the fact that, like, we're individuals, right? And, like, for, you know, some women might have, and I, I consider career prime, you know, we all have, it could be earlier for some people, later for for some people, we went through the list of folks who, like, you think are famous now, but, like, they never hit it big until they were in their 40s or 50s, never had a book or a movie. You know, a lot of these people did great things later in their life. But I think, I mean, it is he is going to live with that line for the rest of his life. I hope... Well, that's rude, but I wonder if, like, on his tombstone, it'll just be like Don Lemon passed his prime. <laughs> good. 874 Coming up, uh, because I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Oscars, really the big thing, everything, everywhere, all at once was the big winner. I was bummed. Top Gun Maverick did win. I was dying to see more of a main, because it seldomly happens. Usually these movies that win, they're the fart house movies that a lot of people don't go see. Now, everything everywhere all at once. Apparently, it did bring in $100 million at the box office, but I wanted to see like a more of a mainstream movie win for Best Picture. Top Gun Maverick did win an award. I think it was like for Best Sound or something. Jamie Lee Curtis, a lot of folks excited that she won one. And Short Round, Short Round from the Indiana Jones movie, Short Round, won an Oscar. Can't believe that. You know what? He's like, he's like 50 now. <laughs> yeah, he's like 50. So, uh, Kihai Kwan, of course, he played short round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And then the next year, he was in The Goonies. And, of course, if you show a kid of the 80s, you know The Goonies. Uh, and this was interesting, too, because the dude who won for Best Actor, Best Lead Actor, was Brendan Fraser for the movie The Whale. I haven't seen it. Heard it's really good. Brendan Fraser and Kihai Kwan were both in the movie and Sino Man. <laughs> How about that? That's well, a stretch. I wasn't watching the Oscars and. Apparently, 38,310 of my friends in St. Louis also weren't watching the Oscars. You know where the almost 40,000 people were yesterday in St. Louis? My goodness. How about the sports weekend here in Missouri? Right. So the Battle Hawks are back, and they set an attendance record yesterday, uh, I think for their season opener, uh, almost 40,000 people, 38,310 folks at the game in St. Louis. And I believe that's actually a league record, not just a St. Louis XFL record. I believe that record for almost 40,000. And people at that game in St. Louis for XFL football. I think that's the, the largest attendance for any XFL game ever. St. Louis soccer team, they're 3-0. and I think only the second team in Major League Soccer. Southern Boone girls are going to the Final Four in basketball, and we got tons of mid-Missouri teams doing really well in those basketball playoffs. Um, <clears throat> we watched the game uh, it was streamed here in town, and I think the, the championship games are being played in Springfield. They actually We actually called school off on Friday for for the for the final four. Well, so we're very excited. Shout out to the Tipton Lady Cardinals over the weekend. They won their state championship. And it was weird. I was in Springfield 
over the weekend for a totally unrelated event. And it was cool at the hotel that I was staying at to see a bunch of Tipton Cardinals, like, T-shirts and stuff. Because, of course, living in California, Tipton's just one or two towns over, basically. So that was kind of interesting that we were that far from home and I was seeing a bunch of Tipton swag. Salisbury uh, wins. Salisbury girls team, uh, they win state championship. And they did that in London White's honor. So a lot of teams uh, doing well over the weekend. So coming up a few minutes from now, this uh, Kihai Kwan, uh, a little bit of his story and what he had to say last night. Why well, I think it's applicable to uh, to all of us. By the way, these sports teams doing well. I think this matters because this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. In Medicare and Social Security, that's not true. Anything seems possible when you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I love that. Senator John Kennedy, the Republican from Louisiana. Again, he's somebody, he could go to a comedy club, and I would go and pay to see this dude at the Funny Bone, like Senator John Kennedy opening up for Donald Trump or something. I would pay to go see him. A hundred percent. I saw him a couple weeks ago at CPAC, and I think about the budget, he said something like, the only place this thing should go that would make it better is the shredder. (laughs) And I thought, that's pretty good. Anything's possible when you don't know what you're talking about. Welcome to the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Do want to let you know, coming up. 8 o'clock, uh, John Marsh, Brian Housworth working on this story out of Herman. Two officers shot overnight. Uh, Casey's Convenience Store, this across from the city park. One of those officers has uh, has died. Uh, they have more details on that as collectively are, uh, we mourn for the family. And again, we uh, utter our support for those all first responders, especially this morning, folks in law enforcement, please know that we appreciate what you do. And I'm guessing probably more than you'll ever know. There's so many people in, in mid-Missouri that appreciate what law enforcement does. Unfortunately, you've had these Democrat news sources over the years, CNN and MSNBC. All cops are bad. They're out to get you. And that's why we have such a shortage. It is directly related to the way these national news outlets portray people in law enforcement. And it's frustrating. Last night, I love the text we get, 874-9390. Does anyone watch the Oscars anymore? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Sandy, we never watch any of those woke award shows. Yeah, I don't don't either. Although I did enjoy, somebody turned me on to this, Michelle Yeoh, she won for Best Actress. And she took a shot at Don Lemon. I kind of appreciated that. Yep. Jimmy Kimmel took a shot at Tucker Carlson. Uh... That I did not find quite as humorous. It was a good line, though, actually. He talk, he related it to Tucker Carlson and what he did on his show last Monday with the January 6th footage. And it had to do with the award for video editing in Oops. the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, it was actually it was pretty good. It was a pretty good line. Yeah. Uh, and a line that you cannot deny, incidentally. But I thought this was cool. If you're a child of the 80s, you know Kihai Kwan. You know him better as Short Rod. He was Indiana Jones's sidekick, I think, in the second installment of the movies. And then right after, one year later, he's in the Goonies. So this this kid, uh, man, he's nailing it. Uh, and then he was in Encino Man with Pauly Shore. And that was about the last... <laughs> I think Encino Man may have ruined several careers. You would have loved this. So the kids have been watching Mighty Ducks, and they did. Uh, they they've been playing hockey in the street, and our neighbor jog, jogs by, and he goes, "What is this, Aurora, Illinois?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I see you." People thought that's very cute. 
I like it. Kihai Kwan wins supporting actor for uh, for best uh, best supporting actor from the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's probably what all your coworkers going to be talking about uh, today. And I know you probably didn't watch. So we just wanted to give you a little bit of ammo so you can go. Oh yeah, yeah. They were talking about that on Wake Up Mid Missouri this morning. I love his speech here. His acceptance. Speech. My mom is eighty four years old, and she's at home watching. Mom. I just won an Oscar. My journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp. And somehow, I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This, this is the American dream. This is the American dream. This kid who moved around in various camps as he was relocating to the United States of America. Last night, that dude's up on stage picking up an Oscar. That's what he wanted to do. And that's why he says this is the American dream. And I love that because whatever your American dream is... Uh, whether you want to be an attorney, be on TV, whether you want to work in the ag industry, whether you want to be a good parent, whether you want to be a good spouse to somebody, you can really do all of those things. And I get frustrated when I hear some of the, when I see these lazy folks, uh, waiting on money from the government. There's jobs everywhere. Go to any strip mall. There's signs hanging up. Do something to tide you over until you get into whatever it is that you really want to do.